Well, the pleasure's ours. The Jaguars uh, did, what do you know, exactly what Hayes, Carline, and I thought they would do. That is win a football game rather comfortably. They got out to a nice 13-0 lead, and clearly they were the better team on this Sunday. They get off the schneid after what happened against San Francisco. All of a sudden, this team has won six out of seven with an enormous game coming up Sunday against Houston. He is Hayes Carline. I am Rick Ballou. Hayes, let's say hello to our sponsor. And again, I, I, I think you can say that this might have been, if you look at a stress-free game for Jaguar fans, Sunday was it. Yeah, no question about it, Rick. I mean, you're looking at a, a game that was 27 nothing at one point. You know, we certainly haven't had very many of those over the last 10 years. Uh, Tennessee's awful. Um, that was one of my big takeaways. It's the worst Titans team I've ever seen. But uh, but that's not going to stop us from enjoying the fun of uh, of kicking their butts. And, and yeah, I do want to thank John Spicklemeyer. Again, car insurance, home insurance as well. Give John a call at 471-7155. And just let him look over your policies. Make sure you're not paying too much. Uh, let him shop it for you. And he's either going to say, stick with what you got, or he's going to be able to save you a lot of money. He has saved me hundreds of dollars. Uh, so it's it's always a pleasure working with John Spicklemeyer. So give him a call, 471 471- 7155 Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, Rick, in terms of this, they needed this kind of a game. Uh, and particularly since they're going into probably the, the most important game left on the schedule. Uh, and, and I say probably, it's unquestionably. I don't even know why I would caveat that. It's, it's absolutely the most important game they have remaining. And uh, I, I think they, they did a lot of good things. Great seeing Trevor running around the mobility seems to be fully back that helped the offense great seeing Zay Jones back out there that certainly helped the offense and this defense just once again a dominant effort yeah no question about it it was a it was a really good effort uh by them all the way around the defense playing some some good football and you know they've just the improvement uh you look at Devin Lloyd and in his second year and and how well he's playing and a low con I think uh certainly this year should be able to uh, to head off and make it to his first Pro Bowl. And the secondary continues to play some solid ball. So it was good to see. And, you know, they've been able to maintain, and they've even gotten better in a year. It, it was interesting because we, we've been talking about the offense and how do they get better. And I, I really like the game plan, Hayes. Uh, they came out, and even though you felt like they could have basically done whatever they wanted against a poor Tennessee team, I love the fact that early on they got Calvin Ridley involved. He was not targeted in the first half against San Francisco. He had a really good, I thought, midweek session uh, with the local media talking about one-on-one coverage, talking about how he, uh, how he's been getting more of it as of late and how he thinks that, that he has what it takes to start making some big plays. I think kind of lost in all of that is all the PIs, the pass interference that he's drawn. But I love the game plan. I love that they attacked, went deep. Uh, I think Zay Jones helped that out a little bit, even though his four receptions only averaged five yards. I, I think even as a decoy or another option, that came into play. So I was impressed with what they did on the offensive side. And, again, Trevor Lawrence in this game made some throws that uh, he's one of the only the few guys in the NFL that can make those type of throws. And, and that was a big part of it offensively for the Jaguars in that game. Yeah, no doubt about it, Rick. And as we look towards uh, Sunday in Houston, obviously this could be a quarterback matchup for the next decade. I mean, we certainly like our guy, and Houston has to be elated about what they've seen out of rookie C.J. Stroud. 
I obviously the league will punch back and we'll see if CJ Stroud can handle that. But I mean, they're fourth in yards this in the league. I mean, they're fourth in total yards. Uh, obviously he doesn't throw picks, although he threw, he did throw three last week in a win, but they're third in interception rate. Uh, and they're seventh on third down. I mean, the stuff that they're doing on offense for having a rookie quarterback, it's extraordinary. It really is. And I'm glad you mentioned the interceptions because I think he came in with like 15 touchdowns and only two picks. He did show that he was human in that victory this past weekend. And, you know, we hear of the, we hear about this a lot in baseball. When you're a, when you're a young slugger or a young pitcher and, and, and you see him for the first time that you can get away with some things because there's not a book on you, there's not tape. Then you go through the unbalanced schedule and, and you get them again. And although I guess Major League Baseball got rid of the unbalanced schedule this past year. But my point is second, third, fourth time you see them, you have a better understanding. And I think that'll be the case now. Uh, they have more film to look at. They, they, they understand the tendencies of, uh, of Stroud. And, and, and maybe that snuck up on them in week three, you know, when they won decisively here over Jacksonville. They, they know what he can do, and they know what he also struggles with. I'm not trying to take away from the fact that this rookie is having an unbelievable season, but I don't think there'll be any surprises. And I think that favors a, a veteran defensive side of the football, and I also believe there's a little bit of payback there. They, they know the importance of this game. If Houston wins it, you know, they're tied with identical records in the AFC South, but Houston – will hold that tiebreaker. They're two over, uh, two zip uh, over Jacksonville. I, I'm going back and forth over this. You know how I love trends. I, I love looking at things differently. Jacksonville has yet to lose out of Jacksonville. They're the only team in the NFL that is five and zero. If you look at the three road games, plus, you know, what they were able to do in London, sooner or later, that's going to catch up with them. I mean, no one goes undefeated on the road in the NFL. However, I still think they get it this weekend. I think they're a play or two better than Houston. I actually think that this game, if you look at the numbers, they're nearly identical scoring offense to scoring defense. I, I, I kind of want to believe the defense is going to uh, command this game. And I think it's a lower scoring type of game. I and mean, I can see this being a 23, 20 type of final, but I think Jacksonville's in a real good position here where they're going to be able to even this up against Houston and uh, have the regular season series at one apiece. Yeah, I think so too. And I think if the Jaguars win Sunday, and I do think that they're going to win as well, then I think the division race is pretty much over because you would then be two up on Houston uh, with basically six to play. And you know you've got a home game against Cincinnati. They're not going to have Joe Burrow. You go to Cleveland, which I still think is a really difficult game. I, I'd actually pick Cleveland even without Deshaun Watson if I had to pick it right now on December 10th. I think that is a road mm-hmm. game that they lose. I, you know, yes, you play Baltimore, and that's going to be tough, but it's at home. And, and we'll, we'll see if Lamar Jackson is still healthy by that game because the last two years he hasn't been. Uh, you go to Tampa Bay, that's a win. Home against Carolina is a win, and at Tennessee is going to be a win. So, uh, if you can get two up on Houston, I'm not sure they lose two more games. Uh, they might, but if they lose two more games, I certainly don't think Houston is winning out. So I think if, if the Jaguars can get it done uh, Sunday, we're deep enough into this season that as long as Trevor Lawrence stays healthy, 
I don't think the Texans can catch them. Uh, and it will be interesting to see if the Texans do end up in, in the tournament as a wildcard team because they theoretically could play back here uh, and they, they might line up. It might be the six seed versus the three seed, but the Chiefs lost last night, which was great for the Jaguars in terms of that race for home field. So lots to, to play out there. And uh, I, I, I agree with you. I also think this, the Jaguars were asleep at the wheel in week three. I mean, they don't want to say that. But that's certainly the tone that they've struck this week is that they were and, and you know, they're not saying, you know, that that's their fault. I mean, they they I think are accountable for that. Uh, but it's something that like they're bringing up to me like unprompted, like, you know, hey, we were we just were kind of asleep at the wheel. They had just lost to the Chiefs. They were getting ready to go to London and they're playing a team that all they'd heard all offseason is was that they're terrible. They're playing a rookie quarterback. Houston at that point was 0-2. And, you know, I mean, it, the Jaguars shouldn't have allowed it to happen, but they were asleep at the wheel. Eight weeks have passed. You now have much more of an idea of what C.J. Stroud likes and what he doesn't like. So I think you've got a more sophisticated defensive game plan for him. And I think the Jaguars are also better. So, you know, they didn't have Zay Jones in the first meeting. They're going to have him in this one. And I get Houston didn't have Laramie Tunzel. I, I understand they were down some players, too. But I really like the Jaguars in this matchup. I don't think it's going to be a route, but I think when you look up, it's yeah, I, I like that score where you're in the range of what you're talking about, like 27-24. I think it'll be a good game, but I think the Jaguars are going to win it. You know, there's so many unknowns, and 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 the one thing that that uh, is is really alarming this year, and, and and just football in general is it's difficult to forecast the future because of injury. And, you know, the fact that that game with Cleveland now is without Watson and the game Monday night, you know, against Cincinnati was without Burrow. And we've talked a lot about, you know, the huge football game coming up this weekend between Florida State and Florida. You're losing quarterbacks. That That's kind of the one issue that you can't control that I think is going to really determine which team gets that first round by in the AFC. I mean, we watched last night's game. You saw Mahomes take a couple of hits. You saw Kelsey clearly not look uh, like it was 100% a few times during that game. You can really make a case for a lot of different teams. And knock on wood, Jackson the last year and a half has been relatively healthy. And you just hope that they're able to maintain that. You know, they just got back Zay Jones. That's certainly a good thing. I still think that right side of the offensive line is is uh, is really dinged up, even though Sheriff had his best game of the year, according to Pro Football Focus. You look at some other situations. You know, Campbell's still out a couple of games. Uh, the big mystery is, you know, what exactly is going on with Devon Hamilton. I guess the good news there is is that there's not massive pressure where you need him back right now. I mean, try to get him ready mentally and physically for, you know, hopefully the month of December, certainly the month of January. But I'm trying to remember, was there ever a year where you can look at these games and feel one way about your next opponent, but then when you really look ahead, you had mentioned some future games and wins or loses. Uh, I agree with what you said, but part of me is like, yeah, but man, what about health? What about health, you know, for Jacksonville and their opponents? So, it's really been kind of a bizarre year if you look at it uh, under those set of circumstances. And, and heck, you got seven weeks left. I mean, much more attrition is actually going to take place. So, you know, that's something you cannot control. Um, I like where they're at. I thought that pressure, you know, the pressure um, 
after that Houston loss, in my mind, was much more uh, readily uh, noticeable that week in the locker room, what happened before they took off to London than this past week. I mean, they, they were crushed by San Francisco, but I, I think everyone knew that they could flip that switch again and that Doug Peterson is, is uh, so good after a loss that I, I'm not aware of anyone who picked uh, Tennessee to win that game. So this kind of went down to me as one that was expected, whereas when they went in the road and won those two games in London, I actually thought that they would lose that one game there to Buffalo. So I like that about them. There's a lot of resolve uh, with this team, and they never really get too down uh, when things go south. And I, I think that's a positive for them. But there is tremendous importance in this game for the reasons that you just outlined. And I think it's going to be uh, a lot of fun to watch. I think it's the future of this division for years and years to come. But right now I think Jacksonville's the better team, and they walk out of there with a W. Rick, did you like how the offensive line played with Ezra Cleveland getting there in there a little bit? And, and Walker Little seemed to play pretty well. Yeah, you know, that, I was a little bit surprised the way that that worked, but it it did. And, you know, let's credit them. They, they, they talked about how Little's the guy, and he's earned it, and he did play poorly against San Francisco. Uh, but they kept him out there. They got Cleveland uh, obviously involved with the game plan. So, yes, I, I, I did like that. Um, I think we may be seeing some more of him. Uh, getting quite a bit of what about Walker Little at, at right tackle. I, I really hope that's not the case. I, I, I would like Anton Harrison to be fully entrenched, you know, during his rookie year and hopefully he can stay there for the next 10 seasons. But I did like what I saw with that. I, I also liked the rotation running back. And even though statistically it was only about three yards a carry, I did like the fact that Johnson got seven carries that, you know, late in the game, they went to tank be nine times so it, it was I think you're going to need those two um later in the year in in big moments so just getting them out there it almost feels like college football when you got a big lead you bring in your backups it, it had a little bit of that to it but in my opinion any rep is an important rep in the NFL so getting those two backups 16 overall rushing attempts I thought was huge as well for the Jaguars in the win yeah, I agree. It was great to see, and and I'm fired up. It's hard to believe uh, this is the 11th year I've covered the Jaguars, Rick, and this is already th- the third best season that they've had. Like, and wow. they and they still have seven games left to play. And that's that, amazing. Isn't that crazy? In 17, yeah. they were better, and last year they got more wins. I, I think this team ultimately has obviously a chance to get the most wins, and you know, in, in the last 11 years. But isn't that incredible? I mean, the the turnaround and. I mean, we're not too far removed from being in the number one pick discussion for two straight years. And it's just, it's just, it makes you think, you know, I just, to reflect on, you know, how, how much more enjoyable this is than the converse. And uh, they've, they've, it's all right out in front of them. I mean, if they've got a chance at home field advantage. No, no doubt. And the crowd was outstanding. I'm, I'm glad they won for that very reason. Yeah. And I op- openly complained about it. And I, I felt it deserved to be uh, complained about, but all of a sudden that's gone now. I mean, that's one thing you can just absolutely check that box, that whole conversation piece of, oh, what's going on? They can't win in Jacksonville. Well, they can now win in Jacksonville. They've won their last two. Granted, it was uh, against inferior opponents, but they still they won games. And, you know, here comes Cincinnati, which for the record, I, I picked to win the Super Bowl. 
this year. I certainly didn't think that Burrow was going to be out, but all of a sudden that game looks like that'll be one that, you know, they should be able to have plenty of success with. Of course, they're not looking towards that. They have a huge game coming up here this weekend on the road at Houston where, you know, they, they've had some success there. Uh, I remember a couple of wins there, but, you know, that's also been somewhat of a house of horrors uh, at times. Um, then again, the entire AFC South has, depending on what, you know, particular year you are looking uh, at the Jaguars. It's going to be fun, though. I mean, I, I'll give Houston credit. I, I thought that they were right there with Indianapolis as kind of the laughing stock not only of the AFC South, but of the AFC. And, and they've done some really nice things this year to turn that thing around. Yeah, they really have. And it's, I don't find it to be a particularly tough place to play, um, you know, in terms of the, the crowd there. I, and, and the reports are that it wasn't really all that filled for their, uh, uh, their game just the other day. Uh, so I'm, I'm eager to see, you, you, you know, you would think, Certainly in, in this market, if you had a rookie sensation quarterback you know, the, and you were winning when you weren't supposed to, the fans would be there. But I think their game against Arizona, the, 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 the crowd wasn't all that electric. And you know, with hmm. Thanksgiving weekend, I'm, I'm curious to see. But that doesn't really surprise me because in the years that I've been there, the crowd has, I think, always been a disappointment. So I don't think it'll be, yeah. I don't think it'll be tough from an environment standpoint for Trevor to, in the offense to operate. No, n- neither do I. The, the one exception for me would have been after the hurricane. Right. And that was, that was if not the loudest, may- maybe in between the third and fourth quarter when John Bon Jovi got up at the AFC Championship <laughs> game and living on a prayer, that, that was horrifying. Right. But when J.J. Watt ran out of the tunnel with the Texas state flag after the hurricane, that, that was – one of the loudest because college stadiums are always louder than NFL stadiums. I mean, you have more people there to begin with and those college football cathedrals, they, they, there's just something about it where, you know, to some extent the NFL does have uh, quite a few wine and cheese uh, fans um, at every NFL stadium. But uh, on that particular day, yeah, that was electrifying. If what it's worth, Jackson went up one yeah. on that particular day. They won. I, that might have been Gus Bradley's first. I, I, and everything kind of blends together. I think that now, was but... the 17 opener. So I think that's the one. And yeah. I think it was Maroon's first game, and Calais had like. Maybe it was Maroon. Yeah, that, yeah that okay. four or five sack game or whatever. It was crazy, yeah. crazy pressure. And, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. Other than that one, it tends to be a fairly tepid crowd. So hopefully, but we'll see. This is a huge game for them, obviously. So, uh, you know, that'll be, maybe they'll, maybe it'll be electric. We'll see. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. want to thank John Spicklemeyer again before we get out of here. 471-7155. Call him. Make sure you're not paying too much for car insurance. And again, with home insurance becoming so crazy, definitely give him a call on that as well. And just make sure that you're not paying too much uh, and make sure everything is in order. So again, John Spicklemeyer, he's a great guy. I went to high school with him. I've known him forever. Tons of integrity, does things the right way. He's going to take really good care of you. So 471-7155. Give John a call at Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Sounds good. Always appreciate John. All right, folks, we as well appreciate you, and we wish you all a very happy and safe Thanksgiving. If you want to contact us, you can. You can get me, Blue1010XL, Hayes. Yeah, please reach out at Hayes Carlion and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. All right, folks, enjoy it. Should be a lot of fun this weekend in Houston, and we'll pick it up next week right here on Death Taxes and Duval.
Sitting 